Nobody else like 
Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Who's on the line this morning? Good morning, Good morning. Brother Michael. I heard Brother Michael, but I heard another sound. Good morning. Good morning. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Monday. Hi, Evans. Good morning. Uh, top of the morning, Good morning this time. Sabrina. Good morning, Sabrina. I need a prayer request. I just had a right hip replacement, please. Thank you. Happy Monday. Okay. Good morning. It's Kind Kim, a.k.a. Kindness. Happy Monday, family. Good morning, Kindness. Who else is on the line this morning? Good morning. This is Prosperous. Happy Monday, everyone. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Monday. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Who's on the line this morning? Good morning. My name is out there. 
Good morning, good um, morning, good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you all. Happy Victorious Monday. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Victorious Monday to you. Good morning. Okay. This is Joyful. Happy Monday. <laughs> Joyful. Who else is out there? Hello. Good morning. It's Moxie. Happy, motivated, awesome, amazing Monday, y'all. I love you guys. Good morning, Moxie. Love you more. Love you. Love you too, Moxie. Hey, Miss B, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Love you. Love you more. Who else is out there that wants to say good morning? Well, good morning, Miss B. We got roll call. Uh, got squares on the board. Hey, hey, happy Monday, y'all. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good morning. Good morning. Let me get in on that, too. This is Didi. I love you, Miss B. Happy Monday. We made it to this day. Happy Monday. Yes, Lord. We made it to this day. Anyone else out there want to say good morning? Well, I'm going to read, Lord, I'm busting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. I'm boasting of you and all your works. So let all who are discouraged take heart. Join me, everyone. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make him famous. Let's make his name glorious to all. Listen to my testimony. I cried to God in my distress, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Graze upon him. Join your life with him, and joy will come. Your faces will glisten with glory. You'll never wear the shame face again. I know that's right. That was Psalm 34, verses 1 through 6. Five and the Passion Bible. Anyone else want to say good morning before I start? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is now time for me to start the call. Before I move forward, I ask you to mute your lines so that we can proceed. Well, hello there. My name is Barbara Cockrell, better known as Miss B. Thank you for joining us here on Declared Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure you continue to call during the rest of the month of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declare will focus on the how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the works we do for him. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement for today. First, join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for married couples and married hopefuls. You can call in on the same phone number tonight, 6.30 to 7.30 Pacific Time, 8.30 to 9.30 Central Time, 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy you did. The prayer request, I did not see any on the on the uh, prayer request list. But this morning, we got a prayer request from Sabrina. She's had right hip replacement, so she's asking for continued healing. And we always want to pray for each other and for the Declared Victory team. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Jacqueline. The declaration will be brought to you by Denise. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Jacqueline. The declaration will be brought to you by Denise. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Our scripture for today is John 13, 13 through 17. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. May the Lord have a reading. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his most precious holy word. At this time, I ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute, and I pass the call to the prayer warrior. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Declare victory. Let us go to the throne of grace. O oh, gracious God, our Father, Lord, we thank you this morning. God, we enter into your courts with thanksgiving and into your gates with praise. Father, we are thankful unto you, and we bless your holy name. This morning, Lord God, we offer the first fruit of our lips unto you, and it is with a thankful and a grateful heart, oh God, we come before you this morning. Father, thank you for the ability to open our eyes and our mouths this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for the ability to use the limbs on our body. Thank you for mobility. Thank you for agility. Thank you, Lord God, for the ability to make decisions and choices. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you this morning and we bless you. 
Lord God, you alone are worthy to receive all of the glory, all of the majesty, all of the honor, dominion. It belongs to you. So, Father, we just thank you this morning. The world acknowledges this time of the year, beginning off the holiday season with Thanksgiving, but every day is a day of Thanksgiving. So, Lord, we are thankful, and our thankfulness is unto you. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord God. Your word declares in Psalm 138, I give thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I thank you that you have given us a song and we can sing even in a strange land. I bow before your temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Faith, the faithfulness and love of men can fail, but God, your love is unfailing. Your faithfulness is unfailing for your promises are backed by all the, by all the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Thank you for strength this morning, Lord God. Thank you for strength, Lord God. Thank you for the one who went to bed this last night and this morning, God, when they woke up, that was simply what they needed. They just needed strength. They needed encouragement to get up and to continue and to go. So we thank you that you are the encourager. Thank you for giving us strength. And your word in Psalm 136 says, give thanks to the Lord. Well, why? For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. Hallelujah, Sabrina. He does mighty miracles. So for continued healing of the hip replacement, God, I thank you that you are Hallelujah. You alone do mighty miracles. Your faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. Bless your name. Let's come off of mute and let's thank him. Hallelujah. Because his faithful love endures forever. Lifting up a sound unto the one who is holy. To the yes, one who Lord. is sovereign. To the one who is Oh God, 
That means they put the right people in the right place to create harmony on the team. Number four, coaches are prepared. They study, they practice, and they quickly address any pebbles that are in their plan. And lastly, number five, a successful coach has the fortitude to provide discipline and accountability by setting clear goals and expectations. I try, I try to shape this focus. I try to really uh, make my declaration a little bit more global because I thought it would be easier. But every time I would think about this declaration, the movie Remember the Titans would come into my head. It didn't matter the time of day where I was, there would be clips that would replay in my mind over and over. In case you're unfamiliar, Remember the Titans is a football story about how a black coach, Coach Boone, played by Denzel Washington, influenced change in race relations in a small town in the state of Virginia. He did this by driving the local high school football team to a perfect season of 13 and 0. I had to rewatch this movie because I needed to understand the importance and why it continued to play in my head. When I watched the movie, I noticed that there was coaching happening all around in the movie. However, there were four coaching points that grabbed my attention, and those will be the focus of our declaration on today. The first point that I had was that coaches have vision and strategy. After being placed as head coach, Coach Boone had to quickly lay out a plan. Oh, excuse me, I lost my place. I apologize, let me go back. So first, my first point, excuse me, I'll take that back, erase that if you're taking notes. My first point is coaches stay ready. Ha <laughs> See, you have to be ready. Coach Boone went to this high school expecting to be an assistant coach. He was prepared to follow the head coach. That head coach's name was Coach Yost. But due to the race relations, it was found by the school board that changing up sports leadership would be necessary giving the community solace in knowing that the high school encouraged what was known at that time as integration. In a moment's notice, immediately, Coach Boone went from being coached to being the coach. This situation in the movie reminded me a little bit of Moses. You see, Moses was the assistant coach to God when it came to leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. Exodus 32 shows us that the role of coach changed for a couple of moments. You see, the children of Israel were acting up. They decided to do the fool by worshiping another god, a golden calf to be exact. They forgot all about who the head coach was. They forgot about God and all that he had done for them. Sick of the children, God told Moses that he was about to destroy these kids. But in defense of the children, Moses switched from assistant coach to head coach. And in a moment's notice, he had to coach God from a place of wrath to a place of mercy. He did this by reminding God of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses also told God that he wanted to, to make sure that his name would be great 
and that if he destroyed the children of Israel, what would the Egyptians think about him? So God changed his mind. This is the only documentation of God repenting. This demonstration was a sample of what John Maxwell spoke about when it came to trust. I believe that if Moses ever questioned his relationship with God and if he could trust him, this moment of God's anger and able to talk him down reinforced that he could trust God's word. My second point that I saw in the movie was that coaches have vision and strategy. After being placed as head coach, Coach Boone had to quickly lay out a plan. He let the demoted white coach, Coach Yost, know that he and his experience was still wanted and needed on the team. Coaching and encouraging him to stay. Boone assigned Yost as a defensive coach, and he gave him the playbook that included strategies that always created success. I don't know about you, but I know that there is a playbook that guarantees success. Anyway, Coach Boone proceeded to hold a boot camp for his players in which he required them to wear a suit and a tie to and from wherever they went. He required the defensive and offensive players to split up and then required them to sit with a teammate of a different race. That person would become their roommate. Later, he required the players to get to know one another. They had to be able to speak about who their teammate was at a moment's notice. Failure to do so would result in more practice in the Virginia heat. Failure to comply meant that you didn't make the team. This made players uncomfortable because the bar was raised, and they never experienced a positive outcome with interacting with each other. Since Coach Boone never kept players, choosing not to rise to the occasion because of fear of differences, allowed the players to cut themselves from the team. One would think that this was a perfect strategy, but there were setbacks in the process with fights and influence of negative negativity from the outside. The biggest challenge was when things looked bleak, belief in the possibility of success dwindled. This month, there's been a lot of examples of Elijah and Elisha how the coaching of Elijah was so vital. But there was a woman that Elijah encountered who needed coaching on her mindset. She needed new strategy. First Kings 17 lets us know that Elijah just experienced the provision of the Lord when he was at the, Car the Carrots Brook. Per the instruction of the Lord, Elijah leaves the brook and meets a wood a widow woman at the gates of the village of Zarephath. It is there that Elijah asked the widow to give him water and a bite of bread. As she explained that she was preparing her last meal for her and her son before they died, Elijah addressed her fear and instructed her to do as he said. He encourages her by telling her that the Lord said there will always be oil and flour in her containers. So she followed the coaching of Elijah, and her belief was increased as what he prophesied came to pass. But like the movie, the widow woman and Elijah experienced a setback. The widow's son became sick, and he died. Assuming that this was punishment and feeling condemned, the woman's belief was challenged. 
Elijah grabbed the boy, took him upstairs, and demonstrated strategy to get the Lord in the room. As a mother, I know the widow followed Elijah, and what she saw and learned gave her tools to survive in her future. The Bible tells us that Elijah stretched out three times over the body, over the boy. And I believe that because of who Elijah was, Elijah stretched over the boy in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard his cry, and he answered. Witnessing her son being brought back to life, the Bible tells us in verse 24 that she believed the Lord spoke through Elijah. Her belief was restored, and she learned strategy on how to bring the Lord to all her situations. The third point that I noticed in the movie was that coaches build a culture through relationship and accountability. This movie demonstrated that there must be a level of accountability, always. It was displayed peer-to-peer when Williams, a defensive black player, confronts his white defensive teammate, Bertier, who happened to be the captain of the team. In their banter of disagreement, Williams declares that he will just worry about himself when it came to success. Bertier expressed that he thought what he thought about Williams. He saw him as a talented player, but stated that Williams's attitude of self-preservation gets in the way. Williams then makes this pivotal statement. Attitude reflects leadership. Williams proceeds in providing, his, in providing proof of his statement by letting Bertier know that he had a blind spot. Williams asked Bertier if he was the captain leading the team. Bertier owned his title. Williams then asked, how is it that he is allowing his white teammates to not play their positions, therefore putting the entire team in harm's way? Williams lets Bertier know that this blind eye created a self-survival culture. That level of clear and honest peer coaching between Williams and Bertier helped him see and correct his blind spot. Throughout the movie, you see the transition of Bertier and how he led his team, the t- uh, his teammates, his classmates, and even his family. You see, the attitude of leadership can either infect or elevate a team, its people, and the culture. Judges 4 introduces us to the prophet Deborah. Deborah was someone who was trusted and gave sound advice, according to verse 5. Deborah's attitude of trust allowed people to listen to her coaching. One day, Deborah sent a name, a man by, sent for a man by the name of Barak. She needed to give him an assignment from the Lord. He was assigned to lead a battle over Jabin, the king of Hazor. Jabin's army was led by a man named Sisera. Deborah let Barak know that he would have victory in the battle. Barak agreed to fight. He said he would, but he needed Deborah to go with him. Barak needed Deborah's presence to assure a win. This let us know that he needed his coach with him by his side. As a result, the outcome of the defeat was through the hand of a woman, not Barak. But Deborah demonstrated for Barak the culture of trust 
and teamwork. The last point that I saw in the movie is a very pivotal point. I, I coined it as show coaching, and this is why. The last game shown in the movie looked to be the biggest challenge for the Titans. They seemed to be getting outran, outmaneuvered, and outcoached. Their opponents seemed to have an answer for every plan the defensive team trained for. Coach Yost, the defensive coach, found need for support. He could not strategize alone. Yost found himself swallowing his pride and telling Coach Boone that he needed help. Coach Yost recognized that Boone had the key in his hand, which he needed for better results. He asked and watched Coach Boone use a strategy that he didn't think of. As I mentioned, the team was being outran. The speed that was needed to overcome was sitting on the bench with a hand injury. So Coach Boone instructed the quarterback to place the ball in the hand of the injured player and run with him down the field. He had to block and protect him at all costs. As a result, the Titans won. What Boone showed Yost and the rest of the team was that there was more than one way to get a victory. So I had to take a moment and look up the word Titan. Titan is defined as a person of great strength, importance, and intellect. I'm not sure where any of you are right now in your life or your situation with your family, but for most of us, it's been a trying time, whether it's a trying time in our belief, our faith, our relationships, our health, and even our money. But what I'm going to do at this moment is to pull out the playbook and coach you a little bit on today. The first thing that you need to know is that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are your titans. When I take a look at my Bible, it lets me know that God is strength. Psalms 28, 7 through 8 lets us know that the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointing. Exodus 15 and 2 says that the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. Isaiah, two, uh, Isaiah 12 and 2 simply lets us know that God is our salvation. We will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is our strength and our defense. He has become our salvation. You need to know that Jesus is important. John 1, 1 through 3 lets us know that Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. We need to know that Jesus is important because he is life. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came so we may have life 
and life more to, more abundantly. We have to understand that Jesus is important because he is the only way. John 14 and 6 lets us know that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Holy Spirit is the intellect. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11 lets us know that there, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Isaiah 11 and 2 says that the Spirit of the Lord will rest, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. John 16 and 13 lets us know that when the spirit of truth speaks, he comes and he will guide us to all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell us what is yet to come. So as I come to a close, declare victory that I want you to know that we can navigate through this season of war and rumors of war, because you need to know who the titans are. I don't care if your money is funny or if your change is strange. I beseech you to remember who the titans are. You may be sick in your body right now, but I want to encourage you to remember who the titans are. It may seem like your family is in disarray, they're out of order. You can't seem to heal and grow together. But you need to remember right now who the Titans are. You yourself may be in a state of confusion. You may not know what is wrong with you, but you do know that you need help. Now is the time for you to remember who the Titans are. Why should we remember who the Titans are? Because when we allow ourselves to be coached by God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, at the end of it all, the result is we win. So that ends my declaration. I hope that someone was able to get a nugget out of it, and I hope that you were able to understand what it was I was trying to convey on the importance of coaching. So at this time, what we're going to do is open up the line and give an opportunity to those who missed to say good morning and say hello. We will start off with the men first, then we will go with our first-time callers. So are there any men on the line after this Monday? Say hello. Counting down five. Four, three, two, one. All right, we're opening the doors for our first-time callers. Any first-time callers this morning? Oh, the door is wide open. So if there's any of my sisters out there who didn't get a chance to say good morning, now is the time to say good morning. Good morning. Great declaration. This is Juanita. Awesome share today. Good morning. Thank you. 
morning. Good morning. This is Delisa. Great decoration. Hey, hey. Good morning. Hey, hey. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. Great morning. Love you, sis. Love you, too. Thank you. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Great declaration. So proud of you. Remember the Titans. God bless you. I wanted to make some coffee, but let me not even go into it, but I have to take notes. Great declaration. Thank you. Love you. Good morning, Denise. It's persistent. Good morning. So wonderful to hear your sound. Great, awesome declaration. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, Dee. This is Jacqueline. Joyful. Great, great, great declaration. Thank you for your sound. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your support. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Denise. This is Glorious Gloria. God bless you. Thank you for your declaration. Good morning. Thank you. All right. If there isn't anyone else, we will open up the line for Love, Life, and Victories. This is where you have the floor to share your comments and or feedback or even your mini declaration. Floor is open. Hey, Denise, it's Rochelle again. Um, Good morning again, sis. Absolutely amazing um, declaration. I love it how um, we get key things and just, oh, just come with a myriad of just, oh, my God, the word. And and I had to go back and look. I was just like, I didn't remember that the son died. But, yes, he did. That's when he stretched out. Um, But, yes. Signs, wonders, and miracles follow those who believe. So, yes, we are Titans. Man, you gave me a whole nother day of victory today. Uh, My head is up high because I trust God. Even in the infirmities, even in the affliction, his grace is sufficient for me. So, thank you, sis. Great share. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Juanita. Hello. Hello. Was there someone else? Oh, well, anyway, um, I just wanted to say thank you. That share was amazing. Just going through, just, you know, listening, you know, too, about the Titans and the team makes like they put themselves out because it's just not being obedient, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's not God that, that, uh, you know, that, um, like, people say, oh, um, God won't send you to hell. I said, no, he doesn't send anyone to hell. You send yourself. You know, right. so the thing is, is that we just have to be obedient and trust who God is. Trust him and what he tells us to do, no matter what it looks like, no matter what we think the outcome is going to be, you know, in our own mind. You know, just like the lady, her thoughts was just that she was going to, you know, fix her last meal and her and her son was going to die. 
but trusting and believing what um, the man of God told her and trusting in God, then she was able to, you know, save her and her son's life. You know, even even though the enemy still tried to trick her with the he's he's gone or he's dead, you know, she still yeah. was able to trust in the man of God. So I just thank you for your declaration. Thank you. Thank you for your share and your feedback. Good morning, Denise. It's Didi. Um, thank you for that. Wow, that was just amazing. <clears throat> and it reminded me, my son had got recruited to play ball in Oregon. And being from the Bay Area, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a culture shock. Um, the coach that recruited him from the Bay, when he got transferred and got situated up there, the coach got transferred. So he got put in a whole new coaching environment. And the head coach, for whatever, well, I know the reason now, had something against my son. And I don't, I don't, it, it's a racial thing. But do you know, even through all of that, the heart of the coach changed. And he made my freshman son coming in leader, a leader, right, without really knowing his skills because, like I said, he wasn't the one who recruited him. And it just taught my son a lesson about being coachable, right? Because when you're the star player and you get put in a position and it changes and then you have to be, even though, you know, when when we're talking about leadership, that coach still ended up being coached by my son. I hope that makes sense. It's not Mm -hmm. always what it appears. And it it don't always mean that, you know, in, in Coach Mack, he recently passed away. And my son went to his funeral. But it was so much to that whole transferring in the when you mentioned Remember the Titans because that movie always makes me cry because of the racial divide and the, the two characters that you mentioned. My son had exactly the same scenario, but it was just basketball. So I just thank you for your share and how you shared. It just makes so much sense when we think about positions changing because like you said, Denzel's character was supposed to be the, the assistant coach and he got put in lead coach role. And sometimes that happens with us right? We think we're supposed to be assisting and got to flip that thing and you'll end up having to coach. And are you coachable? Right? right. Sometimes we we have to watch. We have to watch it. If that's, if that makes sense. So I thank you um, for your sound, man. You are, you have an amazing teaching voice. This is Didi. I'm going on mute because my baby's getting ready to come into the school in a little bit. Love you. Love you too. I just want to take this moment that Didi, you cracked me up. Every time you speak and you're like, oh, I'm hiding in the closet. I'm just going to be really quick. I could just imagine you hiding in the closet <laughs> talking on the phone. So I love you. Thank you so much for the feedback. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else? Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Cheers, cheers, cheers. So I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> It's your sister, Krishonda. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What a great declaration. Uh, Like I said, I stopped making coffee to take notes. Um, All the different points that you made um, were so valuable. And um, just like what Didi was saying is being coachable. And um, sometimes having to switch to the coach, but I'm just so excited for you. Um, Like she said, you have an amazing sound. I can't wait to hear more declarations from you. God bless you. That was amazing. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? It's 15 before the hour. All right. 
All right. Well, if all minds are clear and there's no more comments or good mornings or feedback, um, I just want to uh, say thanks again for giving me the opportunity to speak. And we will bring this call to a close. Um, I'll do so real quick in prayer. So, Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this Monday, this last Monday in the month of November 2023. We thank you for bringing us this far. We bless your holy name for being exactly who you are, and that is the great I am. We thank you, Lord, for being whatever it is that we need. You said that if we need shelter, you will provide it for us. You have been our place of refuge. You said that you are our provider, and whatever it is that we need, you will provide. If you did it for the birds and you did it for the fields, you would definitely do it for us. So we trust you on today, Father God. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every listener on this call, their families, their children, wherever they go, wherever they feet trod on today, Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus. And I declare that on today, we will live, walk, speak, and move in victory. It's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Everyone have a great day today. And we will hear you again tomorrow at this same time, same phone number, just a new day. Have a great day today. Love you. Have a love you. Thank you so much for the declaration. I love you. I love you, family. Happy Monday. Have a victorious day. Love everybody. Walk in victory. Go be great. Love you guys.